Yes, what's cracking, lovely people? Welcome to the Big Feed Up HQ podcast, episode 190. I'm your host, Matt Gardner. I'm a performance nutritionist by trade, began my career in professional rugby and outdoor and endurance and adventure sports. More recently, I've worked in corporate wellness. I'm obsessed with helping people cut through all the nutritional noise. I work in digital healthcare as a health coach for pre-diabetics and type 2 diabetics, supporting blood sugar, regulation, body composition change, health span. I'm a food fanatic and I love fanatic, fanatic, and I love a bit of outdoor fizz. So if you like the show, please share it with someone. It just helps grow the show, lovely people. It gets more listeners tuning in and you can subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Do me a solid and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the show notes. As always, 33 Fuel produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products. They support the show. Every morning I wake up, tablespoon of their greens powder, two tablespoons of their protein powder, a bit of creatine, etc. Make a nice kind of shake, smoothie, whatever you want to call it. And that sets me up for the day, liquid nutrition. I'm running an ultramarathon in November and I use their energy gels, uh, their chia seed energy gels made from coconut sugar. Um, also use their natural energy drink, three to five tablespoons in water and off you go. So claim 10% with Matt Gardner Nutrition in all caps at checkout and uh, go to www.33fuel.com slash Nutrition to claim that discount. So today I'm speaking with Oliver from Acid Running, clothing made for runners. Let's get into this one, lovely people. Great, so Oliver, look, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's brilliant having you on. I've got to 190 episodes on the podcast, so I'm getting closer to 200. And like I was saying before, the pod just brings me and my listeners in to meeting interesting people like yourself. We've got a mutual friend as well who's probably listening, Chris, an absolute king of sourdough. Um, but it would be brilliant <laughs> to hear a little bit more. King. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I've done a podcast with him, actually. I think he came over to the flat years ago. But I have to... Uh, anyway, I'll put that one in the bio for people if anyone want to hear from the sourdough king. But... From yourself, mate, obviously, um, I mentioned a bit about acid running in, in the intro, the short intro. Um, so I think let's just kind of dive dive into things like what is acid running to you? And then we can obviously go through on the product end and the customer facing end, what people can see and look out on the website yeah. and get hold of. So talk us through it. Yeah, so um, so for those who don't know, acid running is a um, premium men's running brand, so based in London. Um, and we're, we're very young, so we only launched um, earlier this year. Um, so we came up with the idea, so me and my two co-founders, we came up with the idea um, in, I, think, I mean, it's all a bit of a blur the last few years, but um, I think it was winter 2020. So that, uh, maybe the second lockdown. Um, and I think maybe the context of when we kind of came up with the idea as well, that kind of those darker times, the brand has certainly got a, um, a bit of a dark edge. Um, so yeah, your listeners will kind of see that immediately when, when they look at the logo and that sort of thing. So for example, um, the logo, I don't know if you can see it here, Matt. Yeah. So you've seen it before the, um, it's, it's like a, it's a split faced, um, hair. So on the left hand side is, um, a very much alive, wild looking hair. Hmm. Uh, and on the right hand side is an exposed skull. So, it's probably different from what people have seen um, in the kind of running space before um, and the sort of athleisure space. Um, and to a lot of people, the first time they look at it, they go, oh, that's quite cool. That's quite subversive. It's the sort of imagery you might see in sort of the skateboarding scene or streetwear scene. Mm. But actually for us, it's a really like a crucial part 
um, you know, symbolizes the, the, the acid running storytelling, which is that kind of duality of running. Um, so the idea that um, all the rewards of running, which I mean, uh, you know, you and I know, and a lot of your listeners will, will connect with all those rewards. So that like the physical um, wellness, the mental wellness, the added resilience, um, the conditioning, that kind of sense of discipline that comes from the routine, all those great things are built upon from a kind of darker side, uh, as we frame it, this what we call suffering in terms of the kind of like the acid vibe. So built upon from pushing yourself into areas of discomfort, um, from potentially having to go to a darker place in your head when you're when you're really struggling on a run, and also going out on that run when you really don't want to, and there's like there's nothing you'd rather do less. And it's sort of December and it's freezing outside. And your alarm goes off and your partner's warm in, warm in bed and you, you still got to take yourself out there. And yeah, so for us, that kind of that logo and the, and the kind of dark side and, and the positive side is, is kind of apparent in everything we do. So was it the logo first or was it the actual, um, you know, the clothing? Did you have something in mind where you wanted to bring something to market and then you came up with the logo? But it sounds like that story... And like you said, the physical side of the running and that that best bit where you finish a run that you don't want to do. And like you said, the suffering, I think that's brilliant. I was speaking to my wife about that yesterday because we did a 5K in the morning dragging each other around. And it definitely helped with energy levels after a boozy bank holiday. And, you know, that is brilliant. So because often people obviously, you know, they come up with products and things and then it's like, right, we need a name, we need a logo. But was yours, was it the other way around? You had that, you had that hair aspect, you had that kind of um, two sides of it aspect and then you kind of decided what you wanted to, wanted to bring to market? Yeah, so there was, it was actually kind of um, both at the same time. I think the name and the logo really um, ramped up the, the kind of the brand identity. But there was a there was a garment side there as well. So I worked um, as a buyer in the running and cycling space. Mm. So I was familiar with a lot of the cycling brands and a lot of the running brands. And actually, from a buyer's perspective and a commercial perspective, the cycling scene was a lot more fertile. So there was a hell of a lot of, of, of indie cycling brands everywhere from kind of the sort of lower end streetwear side, which was more affordable and then all the way up to the like hyper luxury brands everyone knows that kind of like the, the, the big um the big cycling brands and we actually felt in the running space i was always finding it hard to find new um independent running brands so one of the kind of key elements of of, of the business was um kind of independent boutique brands and every week a cycling brand was emailing me saying, hey, we want to get stocked on, on the store. Uh, it's called the, the Active Collection, which is, is, is still running. Um, and But then on the running side, and, and as a runner myself, rather than a cyclist, I had a natural bias towards running. But on the running side, um, it was really hard to find brands that I felt um, I could connect with as a runner, um, as someone who was kind of looking at it from a style perspective, um, but also a kind of performance perspective and a brand perspective. And it got to the point where I thought, actually, do you know what? There's something really missing here. Um, and I'm going to have to do it myself. <laughs> um, so I, um, yeah, so, so my, 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 my business partners, my co-founders, I was actually working for them um, originally. And I said to them, I said, guys, I think we've got something that we could create ourselves, which is more profound than what we're looking for elsewhere. 
Um, so yeah, so the name came first. The name was, is, is it actually, again, going back to that duality is, is a bit of a play on words. So acid representing the kind of suffering sides in lactic acid and then acid representing the kind of the runner's high, that acid trip, uh, the sort of intoxication of the runner's high. And, and we asked a, um, an artist, Indonesian artist called Okta, who um, mainly worked with skateboard brands. Um, and we were like, this is the guy for it. He's going to get some dark energy in here. So we asked him to come up with, with, the, with the logo. And we knew we wanted some of that like macabre um, sort of dark artwork, but also we wanted there to be something kind of quite British. So we've got the sort of, you know, the fastest land animal in the UK as a hare. So he tied that together really nicely. And I think from a garment perspective, we always knew we wanted to, to bring about a, um, a streetwear style into, into, into the garments. And I think something that's really crucial as well uh, that, that, that your listeners will notice if they already own, own the products or if they do in the future is that it just feels quite different to um, typical running apparel. So we've like, we've integrated um, fine cotton um, and it's a, a kind of, a, again, a more relaxed silhouette as well. So when you wear it and when you feel it, it is more kind of resemblant of um, a kind of luxury streetwear uh, luxury cotton t-shirt than your typical polyester running apparel. Um, so from a, from a garment perspective, as a buyer, I always had that kind of perspective that I wanted to achieve with acid running. Um, but I definitely think, yeah, as, as you say, like the, the, the brand and the idea came before the products. And then it was a case of, of, of working on, on the first collection for a couple of years. Mm. Yeah, on the website, it's interesting because I was obviously reading this before the conversation that those head those headlines like pleasure and pain and then obviously the the um, definitions of what you're going through there, the acid trip, the acid lactic, it's good. People should read, have a little look and read, and obviously the images of the products and things. And, you know, this chat being super active around London is really cool, especially when you when you see it in the sun, it's nice. And then that voluntary discomfort, I think is perfect. You know, that term for, you know, you're not doing anything terrible to yourself, you're not injuring yourself, but you're deliberately putting yourself under and anyone who's listening to this, that, you know, most people that are probably active, they are whatever it is, if it's cycling or running or climbing or you're doing anything in the outdoors or in the gym, there is that point, isn't there, where you're feeling like, oh, right, okay, I've got to dig in here um, and it's good. Yeah. And then you can relate that to, you know, to to your logo and like you said, the feel be interesting. I need to, you know, I'll, I'll have to um, have to see which ones are going to resonate with me the most and, 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 and get involved and, and get some running in, especially I've got a long distance race in November, mate, so it'd be interesting to to maybe use some of that for that and just see how that fares but it's uh yeah it's great it's great to read the story behind it but it makes sense and i think it resonates with people that do any kind of physical exercise that information is quite real isn't it it's not waffly um and it's to the point and um it's clear you know it's a clear message yeah absolutely and 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 your listeners and and, and runners will, will already know that the thing for us is is that Runners and people who exercise regularly and they're into their fitness and, and their wellness, they know the rewards. They know the rewards of exercise. They know the rewards of running, of cycling, of swimming, all these things. So we don't need to tell our customers that it's great to be active. And and so for us, the you know the way we distinguished ourselves from other brands and the thing that we wanted to lean on is kind of that darker side. And it's not dark really. You know, we're talking about suffering in the sense of. You're on, you know, as you said, you're on that 5k after of a boozy bank holiday and you're going, I want to stop, but I'm not going to. 
that, that that's nothing compared to kind of real life suffering and real life challenges that people go through every day. So for us, you know, occasionally some people say, wow, that's quite dark. You know, your, your tagline is for the pursuit of suffering. But, but it's not, we're, we're being subversive in that sense and saying that if you go and you actively seek discomfort and suffering in, in your kind of, in your sport and wellness and fitness, then firstly, that's nowhere near the challenges you'll face in your real life. But, but more importantly, it will give you that added resilience. So when you do face real world challenges, you're kind of much better placed. And so that's why we lean so heavily into that side of things, because, um, you know, that's that's the area that I think the story hasn't been told effectively, as effectively as the kind of reward side. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, speak, picking up on that kind of word, you know, challenges and things like that, I think it'd be interesting as, you know, a new business as you are growing, uh, be cool for us to hear a little bit about that side. Obviously, you can't give away too many trade secrets and things. Um, and it's it would just be cool to understand, you know, what have some of the challenges been? Is it, um, I don't know, for example, at business I work for, we get a lot of questions around packaging, sustainability, environment. You know, that's obviously a massive one um, where you're sourcing your, you know, your, your um, I was about to say ingredients there, your, um, your um, uh, materials, <laughs> materials is the company I yeah. work for um, and, and things like that. You know, obviously, there's there must be some exciting times of starting a new business and bringing some of these like brilliant looking products. You know, fantastic websites, so easy to use. So that side of it's the sexy side. Um. So yeah, yeah how are you guys getting on behind the scenes? You know, grow, growing acid. Yeah, I mean, the sexy sides are um are definitely uh, smaller than the ugly sides when it comes to running a small business. Um. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of hard work. Um. A lot of um, I mean, we're in the exciting part at the moment in, this, in the sense that we're now getting some momentum and we're getting some traction and we've got some kind of brand evangelists and, you know, we've got our, our first customers and, and that's amazing. So it makes me feel it's kind of less lonely now, <laughs> now that we have our customers, because I feel like they're, they, they, you know, they want us to succeed and everyone who's wearing acid running um, seen on the streets running is kind of like part of our team now. Um, they're helping us and they're with us and they're backing us financially, emotionally, stylistically, all these things. So that's this. This is the um, this is definitely the enjoyable times. I think from coming up with an idea um, and then bringing that to fruition um, with the product is that's a long is a long slog and it's a hard slog um, and. There are some kind of um, business orthodoxy might tell you that when you create a new business or you launch something that you want to test it in the market and you want a minimum viable product uh, and then you refine it and stuff like that. And that just wasn't something that I could stomach. That's just not in, in my personality to say, well, let's, 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 let's kind of roll out an average pair of shorts and an average t-shirt and we'll get the branding on it. It will look quite cool. But they might not be that good. And a few people will buy it and go, oh, I think you could do better here. And we go, oh, thanks for the feedback. We'll do better next time. I just, that for me, I could, <laughs> I'd rather go back to doing a day job <laughs> than presenting something that I wasn't proud of. So that put a big burden on, on I suppose, on us from a, a development perspective. It meant that we, we had to work with um, a really high quality designer. We had to work with what we consider like a world class, if not one of the best factories in the world, wow. um, which is in Vietnam. 
So Vietnam, I suppose a few of your listeners will know this, Vietnam is very much a kind of running manufacturing mecca. Um, so yeah, we, we discussed, we, we, we spoke to some factories close to home, um, Portugal, um, Turkey, but the case to work with these factories, um, the, the primary factory in Vietnam was just too strong because we knew if we wanted to make a really world-class garment, um, then, then, then these were the guys to go to. So, so yeah, the, it was, it was a long process, um, finding fabrics, thinking I love this fabric and then realizing that it wasn't going to perform right. Mm. Um, I think from my perspective, I've, I'm, I come from a more, um, traditional, um, fashion niche. So, um, uh, luxury, uh, menswear and women's wear. So I've got a bit of experience there. So I didn't have any experience in terms of manufacturing or fabrics um, from a performance perspective. And so I was putting a massive burden on our fabric mill, our designer and our factory. Because I was saying, well, I want this to perform like the best running apparel, the best performance apparel, but I also want it to have a hand feel um, and be odorless and, um, and, and kind of hang like a luxury streetwear garment. So <laughs> we really set ourselves a, a, a near impossible task. Um, so that, that's, that's been the most exciting thing. I think for me, the sexy moments, the glamour moments is seeing the finished product and being like, oh, wow. Like if I wasn't, if this wasn't my brand and someone bought me this, I'd be absolutely buzzing. So we did this um, mock neck running t-shirt um in bone and that was like the highest kind of really high burden product from its design and, and development process because first of all we wanted to come up with this 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 really sick color called bone so we wanted it to have that luxury streetwear off-white vibe but we also wanted to have that kind of acid edge um and yeah we had to work hard on dyeing and redying and getting to this color and then the mock neck itself so yeah a high neck running t-shirt um, which, yeah, not a lot of people have seen before that kind of style. And I presented it to the, to the team, the, my co-founders and the design team. And they were a bit like, oh, Ollie, what are you, you think we can pull this off in our first collection? Um, and I was like, yeah, I know it's going to be hard and we might fail. But if we pull this off, then people are going to be like, okay, these, these guys mean business. This is a proper, these guys are doing something different. And this is something I can buy into. Um, and yeah, we, 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 we did it. And the moment we kind of got those, um, last factory samples and I, we put the bone mock neck on our model for our first shoot and I could see how the photos were coming out. And I was like, wow, like that for me, that's the most exciting moment of the whole process. Like obviously when you get sales coming through and there's money involved, um, then you get that validation. But as soon as I saw that. I was like, well, I just know people are going to love this. There's just no way they're not going to. So for me, those are kind of the highlights, but there's a lot of um, tears, I suppose, <laughs> to get to that point. 100%. No, it's really interesting about, especially that that um, bit of kit, because, yeah, if you go onto your site, which I'll leave a link in the bio, and, you know, you go you go onto the top side, you're definitely drawn into that because it does look different. I just remember when I first scrolled through the website and you see that and you're like, oh, that's interesting. You know, what is that? Is it something to do as a bit of a thermal and then you realize it's actually not that you know it's not as tight as that it looks really lightweight it's not going to be you know um super heavy if it's soaked um so yeah that was definitely something that i noticed um and that yeah that high neck i suppose you know from a comfort perspective be quite interesting to see how that would sit really so 
no that's mate that's interesting about that that side of the the business and bringing something like that new like a new product that's going to take a lot of effort and might not make sense from a numbers point of view to begin with but then like you said when when you do bring it out you're starting to get sales like you said the money is the thing is one side but then just getting customers reviews and feedback and i don't know how they've been getting in touch if it's through like i did instagram or people emailing or things like that but i always find like the company i work for i'm always going into the um the, the feedback section or what customers have written to us or looking at some of these trust pilot reviews and things like that because so i find that is obviously you know that's what's in in, in informing and that's the crowd and that's the people that are actually using it all the time yeah. so uh yeah i find that side of things fascinating so have you been getting people get back to you about it or has it been a lot of friends and contacts yeah, and no, people in we, the industry to begin with i mean the, the thing is when you when you start a, a, a you know a new business then a proportion of your um die-hard fans at the start are going to be your loved ones <laughs> and um you know they, you, you can't trust them. <laughs> they're, they're always going to say the right thing and they're always going to be kind and supportive. So, yeah, the, the, the feedback um, from yeah, early customers is, is absolutely massive. Um, and it's quite interesting because your first customers, I mean, it's kind of like a bit um, sort of wanky commercial speak, but like your first customers are um, very interesting because they're going to be the ones who are hopefully going to be with you a long time. They're the people who bought into it um, first, but they're also um, your like early adopters. Um, so they don't necessarily represent your like natural demographics. So it's been really nice for us to see, you know, we, we're always coming at this, our, our mood boarding and our inspo is from the kind of like, you know, the, the right at the top of like luxury streetwear and, and all these different things and like high fashion. We're trying to bring all that in as inspo. And so we might um, like, it might lead us to believe that the only people who are going to be interested at the start is uh, a 24 year old who's obsessed with kind of like whatever the avant-garde culture is in music or, or, um, or fashion. But actually that's not the case at all. And you've got like a really broad demographic of runners, which is really nice. Um, and, but that feedback, that first feedback is, is crucial. And it's actually so nice, you know, we're never, we, we, you know, our pride is never damaged by any feedback, even if it's negative, um, because this is the, this is the like amazing bit now is that it's not just an idea in our heads and it's not just us involved in the diet design process. It's all of our customers, all of our runners now. So it's actually really exciting to see almost be like not completely give up the ownership of, of, of it, but starting to share the ownership of acid running with our runners and they're already framing the decisions I'm making in terms of developing new products, in terms of what we lean into, in terms of the aesthetic, in terms of what we lean into, in terms of the content and the storytelling, all those things. Because fundamentally we're doing that we're not doing we've not done this for ourselves. It's not just a creative expression. We've done this for runners who we think are underserved by the brands that are out there. So yeah, that, that, that feedback that we get, we get some, we get DMs, we get um, reviews, we've got kind of review system, which is really nice. Not to blow our own trumpets, but we've got 100% five-star reviews so far, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, even what's really nice, I quite like, my favourite feedback is when someone will like DM us on Instagram and go, well, have you thought of doing this? Or this isn't like perfectly to my taste or wouldn't it be nice if you had a pocket here and then they still go and buy the product because that's like wow you're actually you've bought into acid running and you you want us to improve 
and you want us to make the perfect item for you. You already think it's sick enough that you brought the first one so early into our life. And that that's massive for me. Um, and that's the kind of, that's the perfect feedback. Mm, yeah, like they're already interested. That happens to me every week with the, the job I do in sales for the company I work for. You know, people have this feedback and, and they're not critical, but they're, they're giving you some work-ons but then they are already interested and they kind of come full circle and they're like, right, you know, this is what I'm going to go for this, this and this. And you're kind of a bit like, Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think they actually wanted it. I thought they just wanted to tell us what we needed to work on um, and what we needed to improve. But actually what, what, what that company does a little, a little bit differently, they're then sold and they're like, all right, you know, I I still want it. I still want it from my family and stuff. And you're like, all right, interesting. So yeah. Yeah, those yeah, conversations absolutely. are great. Um, and then yeah. a couple of picking up on a couple of things like the uh, obviously we, we talked a bit about the the mop neck. I'm just looking at I suppose again it's a niche kind of like running conversation, but maybe people you know they will engage especially on an episode like this. The socks and the hat side of things. So I'm looking at those socks especially, and I know when it's interesting because when I'm just training maybe three four months before this event that I'm doing, I'll just put on. I'll pull on like any, any, anything sock wise. And just as long as it's yeah. covering my feet, but the days leading up to the race and protecting the feet. And then on the day, you know, that becomes so much more important. It's interesting how I zone in on that a week out rather than like four or five months out. I'll wear whatever, you know, old school socks with holes in them for runs. And then you're looking at some of the quality and the comfort and how it feels. And I think, right, I'm going to be on my feet for half a day for this event running through trails on the coast. So I need to get, the, you know a, a fantastic sock and i will every year i'll go out and purchase something and i'll go to a running shop and i'll buy a pair of socks that i use just for one race event so it's interesting how that then yeah it's, that's really interesting you say that um i've had a lot of people say that to me that for them the socks is also there's that association thing as well so it's like i'm going to buy a pair of socks for that one event yeah and I, actually wear it once for that event and it's like it's always like better than the medal yes 100 percent. it's so weird yeah Yeah, i probably should have a good collection of decent socks and use them for long runs and things but i will just purchase something and i'm eyeing up the ones you guys have here the stripe logo ones and it's like okay interesting that might be something that i need to get for for that one event whereas i probably should think wider and actually just be more consistent with what i'm wearing and then training the socks were an absolute nightmare to manufacture i thought they'd be our first product out i thought well, they'd be way ahead of schedule because I, I naively thought um they'd be easier to like manufacture and design um but we we really were like stuck on this idea that we wanted the foot of the sock to be really well thought through and kind of high performance so it could withstand obviously the, the burden of, of of distance um but then we still wanted that top leg of the sock to look like more of a relaxed um, streetwear sock mm. um, and then also to get the, the hair embroidered on there mm. um, which people told us not to do they thought they said they would be chafing and stuff like that which there isn't but also our logo is quite detailed so we didn't want to sacrifice some detail to get the logo on there um, yeah <laughs> nightmare so I look at them I don't look at them fondly <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just something different. I love the socks, they're selling out, and I'm going, yeah, but there's a lot of trauma there. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. That's the thing, the details. So I kind of thought from the business perspective and the manufacturing design perspective, there's a lot going on. But, yeah, it's interesting just from, you know, someone who will purchase something for a specific event and comfort and something that's a little bit more technical. That's probably the one area I will look at because the rest of it I can kind of get away away with if, you know, shorts and T-shirt that I've worn before. 
and then yeah. just use use something called I don't know if you ever come across that like Burt's Bees um kind of like wax stuff I don't know if you get this another niche conversation around chafing I'll just whack all of that all around me put my running bag on and then you know I'll start the events but the socks are probably the main thing that I'll, obviously the trainers but the main thing that I'll consider so it's funny how you kind of the rest of it falls into place but there's a couple of things that you think actually I really need to be be mindful of that mindful yeah yeah absolutely and people say that you know the socks the socks is more determinant of your blisters than your trainers yeah. and, and distance so stop running in your old football socks people <laughs> nice Cool, mate. Well, look before you know before we um, finish things up. Like, how can how can people stay in touch? Is it you know website based? And obviously, I found you through Instagram. Is there anything else people can keep keep in touch with, or are there you know their newsletters of 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 what's happening with um you know what 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 you guys are selling and what you guys are doing? Like, how can people stay in touch? Yeah. So um yeah, the, the two best places is on the website. So go on the website www.acid-running.com. Um, and you can sign up to our newsletter. So um, when you sign up, you'll get um, a code as well for free shipping off your first order. So that's always nice. And then, um, yeah, you'll receive our, our weekly um, newsletter, which um, is quite diverse in its output. So, you know, some weeks we'll be focusing on, on, on a particular garment. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about our five-inch shorts. They're not actually five-inch. She <laughs> 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 actually close to Paul. Um, but the process of how we came to that decision. And then uh, on Friday, we did a piece on the the birth of, uh, of monochrome art and how that's influenced us. So there's kind of something for everyone there. Mm. And then, yeah, follow us on Instagram at Acid Running. That's a really good place to be in touch directly with the brand. So, um everything that we're doing there is kind of I, I'm kind of overseeing what goes on on Instagram so you can like connect directly with us there nice. um, it's just going to be a social media manager or something like that like you can DM DM us it will come straight through to, to me um, and yeah there's that we're talking about um, running on there you can see our products and you know there's also um, some more abstract stuff on there we feature quite a lot of artwork on there as well um so yeah those are the two best places so acid-running.com and um instagram is acid running brilliant yeah those are go up and um mate when when are we getting a um a shirtless photo of you running through a park on here with um with the shorts and the and the hat on is that you know is, yeah, is that what the customers the want is, matt the problem is our <laughs> models look so good yeah I, I, you know, what I should be doing is next time we do a shoot, I should be posing next to them fully clothed. So at least I can uh, sort of get, trade off their attractiveness. But uh, no, you won't be seeing me um, topless anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, if anyone's interested, yeah, go and obviously go on the Instagram page for content. Yeah, there's some there's some people in good shape doing some good things but it is inspiring that's what you want to see as well you want to see people out running especially some of those great shots in london of people doing things and he thinks right actually you know i should be going out and doing that especially on the streets yeah. and stuff absolutely and like i don't think that you know that the guys are the guys that, that we have as our models are in great shape yeah uh, look good and and rightly so and rightly so like you 100%. Know, who, who look after themselves and make the right decisions and they're disciplined and i think that's something that we should be showcasing more. Um, but yeah, and, and I think the thing that always goes into our garments as well is they do make you look good. And like, yes, yeah. it's no shame in that. Like, you know, that 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 vanity uh, aspect is, is a really helpful catalyst, I think, for like good decision making and, and a genuine sense of wellness, like looking after yourself, um, feeling good, feeling happy. Um, and, 
you know, like our two-in-one shorts are our best sellers and they just make you look good. Like it just frames your legs in a really nice way. It's sort of athletic, but also understated. And yeah. It's a really nice thing just seeing people of all ages, shapes and sizes, like looking good when they're wearing our garments and looking cool. And that's like, that's kind of the mission. 100%. Yeah. And I think I was just looking at having a cheeky look at the Instagram page now while we're talking. I like that post on the 15th of August with your um your logo and then it says loading underneath so hopefully this conversation has obviously got people inspired to yeah not only look into the brand but obviously get out get like get running we both you know we both enjoy doing it sometimes we don't enjoy doing it and ultimately that's that is what it's all about um and obviously it's looking into like you said a, a running brand because there isn't as much out there anyone listen to this in cycling and look, all my cycling mates you know they're dripping in all kinds of gear Whereas the good thing Absolutely. about running is you can, you can you know, if you've got obviously a pair of trainers that, that are fine and, and they go, you know, you can look into a pair of shorts or socks or top. You don't have to get all three. You've always got something kicking about you can pull on, but something that's decent, that's comfortable. And then you just get out and, and get going. There's less admin for the running yeah, side. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, it's not cheap. Uh, they're not cheap um, garments. They're well made. And fundamentally, you're treating yourself when yeah. you're buying massive money, but you deserve the treat. You've been suffering. <laughs> You've been putting yourself through those hard winter miles and freezing cold. You deserve some massive running garments for sure. Of course, and they'll stand up. You know, it's one of those things where anything that I've spent a bit more money on um, with my training, there'll be things that I will just work through um and you know they start to smell or you eventually throw them out or they fall apart and you know they're they're there for a certain purpose but the other things they stand up and they last and you think oh i see no spit spenny but that's it if you're going to be doing something following some kind of um, adventure or training or you've got into a run club or you know there's some kind of work charity event or something like you said it's important you're doing it more and more you want to feel good look good um and then you want to be able to use it again the year two years three years after yeah absolutely cool all right mate. well um yeah look follow obviously keep in touch with everything that that um that ollie and acid running are doing lovely people and look thanks again we're 190 episodes in i think nearing about 55,000 listeners now so thanks for coming along as always thanks for listening please share it um and as i always say if you have any questions or comments just contact me easily my details are in there and like ollie said there it's so easy just to get in touch with people behind the brands like Acid Running and things as well. Just DM them. That's how I create my um, you know, guests and, and, and contact people on the show, um, business contacts or just being interested in, in, in uh, what people are doing. Never be afraid to just reach out and have that conversation. Um, but be, uh, yeah, but be nice. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah, we'll speak to you. Uh, we'll speak to you soon. So um, take care and have a great week.